the glory and all the honor for having brought us here, Lord. Who is man that you are mindful of him? Who are we? What a privilege and what an honor it is to love and to be loved by a living God. And Lord, even as I go to share, even as I start to share your word today, Lord, I pray you will give me creativity. You will send a power to back my words up that you might get all the glory. Right now, let Polycarp disappear and you, Lord, show up in your full glory. In Jesus' mighty name we ask and pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we appreciate these wonderful guys for the job that they have uh, Thank you so much, choir, media team. The Lord bless you so much. Amen. Pastor Polycarp is my name. Uh, yes. Pastor Polycarp is my name, and I'm, it's, a, it's such a privilege to stand here. Uh, look at your neighbor, smile at them, and tell them we made it. Yeah. We made it to the second service. Yes, by the grace of God. Yeah, uh, my topic for today is going to be called the glory of God. The glory of God. There are so many scriptures that talk about the glory of God. And I, 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 I prepared this, this message yesterday. And when I was preparing it, I realized I didn't know how to term what the glory of God is. But one thing I'm sure is the Lord told me to, you know, to preach about the glory of God. Because he told me, I know he's going to help me do a wonderful job. I love listening to testimonies. I listen to testimonies a lot because they uplift me up. Even, even the Bible says in the book of Revelation, they overcame the devil by the, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimonies. So I love listening to testimonies. They, they give me a picture. They give me a, a picture of who God is and what God can do. What God can do. Uh, some of my best testimonies, uh, believe it or not, uh, testimonies from my place uh, back home uh, in Africa, Uganda in particularly, I know there are very many powerful testimonies, but I find people that were serving the devil at high levels that used to meet the devil and they encountered Jesus and Jesus set them free. And Jesus set them free. And, and when they speak about of the things that happen behind the scenes, behind the scenes, they get me thinking, oh, you know, uh, for example, I listened to this, uh, to this one gentleman called Ben Katamba. He, was, uh, he, 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 had been, he, he had been handed my country, Uganda, to, to, do, to, to do witchcraft over it. As in, he had, he had the power over the whole region. <laughs> That's, uh, he was quite powerful. Uh, but before the Lord met him, he, he said uh, he had an encounter where he met, he met a serpent and the serpent vomited out a map of Uganda and gave it to him. And uh, they were giving him what seemed to be 
authority, although it wasn't really authority, and he would go and do whatever he would want to people and cause chaos, he would, you know, things like this until the Lord met until the Lord met him. But this one particular time, he, he says when he was going through training, this is uh, in, the, in, in the late 60s, when he was going through training, his grandmother is the one that dedicated him as a young boy, even though he didn't want, he says she took him next to a rock and she kicked him and he entered the rock and he went for training. And he met a very, he met very tall, he met a very tall gentleman there. He met very tall people there that were supposed to train him. And the trainer, and the, and the, and and, uh, and his trainer that was supposed to train him in this deep witchcraft stuff. He said, him he was ready. Uh, ben Katamba was ready to go into training, but uh, and and he said he would see skulls there and whatever. But every time. He, he waited for two weeks for the trainer to start speaking to him. And after two weeks, he ran out of patience. He said, what is happening? Why are, you not, why are you not training me? Why are you not teaching me? Do you think I just came here to sit? And, uh, and, and, and he said the, the trainer was being hindered by the cries that were coming from the skulls that were around. So he, uh, so he asked, so the trainer told him, please be patient. And when he ran out of patience, the trainer told him, the reason I am not able to, to teach you right now is because, is because of those cries that are coming from those skulls. He says, what do they mean? He says, every time, I'm about to, to, every time I'm about to start teaching you, there are people that are born again that are, you know, that are on the surface of the earth. And they are crying out, hallelujah. They are saying, praise the Lord. They are saying, God is good. So, so their, praises, uh, their praises are hindering me from teaching you. He said, can you not just ignore them and just go ahead and teach me? He says, if I ignore, if I, if I ignore and try to go against the code, he says, this place will go up in fire. And so he wasn't able to learn whatever he, whatever he went to learn in, uh, in, in its fullness. But... Uh, as I was coming, I have seen, when you have seen some of the things that the Lord ha has done, firsthand, you, you know, not just reading, not just reading about them, but there's a miracle that I saw the Lord perform before my own eyes. And it gave me a different picture of who God is. And remember, I'm talking about the glory of God. In the year 2019, no, 2018, early 2018, I was at work in Uganda and I was called uh, by the hospital, and they told me, your sister Redina has had an accident. I've got a big sister uh, called Redina. She said she has had an accident, and in my country, we travel a lot. We don't, we don't call taxis. We travel a lot using motorcycles. We call them board, border borders. We, yeah, so you, you, they, are, they are always moving around, so you don't have to call. All you have to do, get out of your house, you'll find a border border and take it. And so when she was going to work, there are, there are so many. So as she was going to work, she hopped on to one. But on her way to work, she was on the highway. Something happened. Uh, yes, they were, knocked, she was, they were knocked down by a car. They were knocked down by a car. And uh, the border border rider, the, 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 the motorcycle rider, uh, fell down and died on the spot. On the spot. They picked her phone around 20 meters where the, where, where the accident had, had happened. 
And as that went on, they picked her up and took her to the hospital. It was very plain to see that she had got internal bleeding. So by the time I went to see her in the hospital, I couldn't recognize her because part of her face did not have skin. When she fell down on the tarmac, the skin was scraped off. So they injected her and she was there in so much pain and they didn't have what to do. We don't, our, our hospitals don't, act, don't, don't operate like the NHS. They don't keep you. When you have money, they keep you. When you don't have money, they give you advice give you whatever medicine you can afford and then they send you home so because we couldn't afford a lot to keep her in the hospital they said you go give her this you'll give her this medicine we've injected her for the internal bleeding we hope she becomes well but you could see very it was not it was not, even a child could see that she was going to pass away because she was in so much pain so we called for a taxi this time we couldn't go back on a border border we paid more money and we called for a taxi. And on our way back home, she, she complained so much because she could feel every pothole. She could feel every bump and she was telling the driver, could you please drive so slowly because I'm in so much pain. Every, everything was painful and she was crying. And remember, she didn't have skin on half of her face. So as we're about to go home, uh, Edgar's sister is a doctor. Edgar is my brother-in-law. Uh, the sister is a doctor. She said, can you please come to the, to the main hospital? We have we've got one big main hospital. It's called Mulago Referral Hospital. Come and find me there so I can look at her. So we, uh, we were like, the doctors have already seen her. She's in so much pain. If we have to drive all the way to the main referral hospital, she's going to get, you know, the pain is going to increase. And she could die from that. But she insisted. So we went to meet the doctor. And as soon as we got to the hospital, we waited for her to usher, to usher, to usher us into the main gate. Surprisingly, she did not take us into the main hospital. She took us back. There was a little Anglican church. There was a little Anglican church, and they used to have fellowship there. She's, although she's not Anglican, they allowed that they could have fellowship from there. She said, we have our fellowship here. So we have our fellowship here. I can't take you to the, ho to, to the main hospital, but I want my papa to at least pray for you. Please allow me. So I was like, I pray. I know how to pray. We are Christians. We were going home. We have already received treatment. My sister is about to die, and you called me here for prayer. Why couldn't you let me go home so that you pray with us on the phone so I can also pray? But you had to drag us here. So I wasn't really amused about that. So we went, sat, and the papa, we, they were, it was a very small fellowship, about 10 people. The papa was still praying for some people. And he took his time. Finally, he came to my sister and, say, and, 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 and asked what, what happened. She said, I was on a border border accident. The guy that was actually riding it passed away, right? And, 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 and she said, could you please pray for her? And this young gentleman laid hands on her. And we started to pray in tongues for her. We started to pray in tongues. And something happened there and then. Something happened. The power of God came and hit her, yeah? She flew. She, you know, she was literally flung back. 
from her seat to some meters away. Then I got worried. I was like, Lord, she has broken bones inside. She's, she's bleeding. Why again would the Holy Spirit have to fling her? The, you know, she was flung into a place. But when she got up from that place, all the pain from her body had gone. All the pain from her body had gone and she, was, she started to smile. But she was smiling, but this part of her skin was not there. And they told her, lead us in praise and worship. And she led us in praise and worship. The devil meant to kill her that day. But the Lord said no. He could not allow. So there is a God that performs miracles. He's glorious. He's seated above it all. And, and you know, whatever happens, yeah, he's, he has the final say. He's got the final say. So there are places, there are sometimes I think about the few times I have had encounters with God like that one. And when I'm about to give up, I'm like, no, I cannot give up. We have come a long way. So I want to talk about the glory of God. Help me, Holy Spirit. Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 42, verse 8. Isaiah chapter 42, verse 8. There are, so, uh, there are a few scriptures about the glory of God. I'm going to read to them and, 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 and then we are going to take off. So Isaiah 42, verse 8 says, I am the Lord. My, that is my name. My glory I give to no other. No my praise to carved idols. Isaiah 43, verse 7. It says, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, I formed and made. So in Isaiah 42, God introduces himself. He says, I am the Lord. And he says, my glory I give to no other. Remember, we are talking about the glory of who? The glory of the Lord. So his glory, he does not give to any other person. He's got to take all the glory. When it comes to the glory of God, he's selfish. He's not willing to share. Amen? And then in 43, it goes about to, to tell us about the glory of God. He says, everyone who is called by my name, called by my name, I don't know who that is, but if I'm a Christian, you get, because we are Christians, born again Christians, you get, Born again Christians, remember we took on the name of Jesus Christ, yeah? Everyone who is, called, who is called by my name, I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Isaiah chapter 58, verse 8 says, Then shall your light break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up hideously. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rare God. So it talks about the glory of the Lord. And uh, the glory of the Lord will guard you. When the glory of the Lord guards you from, uh, from, it comes from behind you and guards you, no one can shoot you. You get, yeah, he, he says, he says when, 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 you, when the glory of the Lord is guarding you and is protecting you, he said nothing. He says even, if, even when you need your healing, your healing comes speedily. So what is the glory of God? So I'm reading about all these scriptures. They are talking about the glory of God, but it's like they are, they are coming from different angles. That leaves me the question, what is the glory of God? What does it mean? What does it mean? Isaiah 6 verse 3, it says, and one, and one, called, and one called to another and said, these are the angels, the seraphims, one called to another and they said, holy, holy, holy. 
is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. That is, that's what the seraphims were saying when Isaiah got a chance to look upon the Lord. So they are also talking about, about the glory of God, but they said that the whole earth is filled with his glory. So I'm, 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 finish, I'm, 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 I'm finishing. I'm finishing the, 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 I'm, I'm finishing the scripture. The scriptures. Uh, it goes on to say, David, uh, David in, 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 in Psalms chapter, chapter 8, verse 1, he, he goes on to say, Oh Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. So again, he talks about the glory of God. We want to make it to heaven so that when we die, we go to heaven. We give our lives to, we give our lives to Jesus so that in case anything happens, we go to heaven. But then the, this, David is telling us, yeah, the place that we want to go, the glory of God is even beyond that what? Beyond that place. This must be some serious stuff. If it is beyond heaven, yet God lives, lives in heaven. So I'm trying to figure out what that means. The glory of God is my topic for today. So my effort is to put in my own words my limited understanding, what I understand from the subject that is not meant to be, that is not meant to be fully comprehended. Yet it is my duty as a preacher to do my best to try to understand it and relay it to you. This is the glory of God. Because if it was so plain, why are they talking about the glory of God from so many angles? What exactly then is the glory of God? Let me use a simple example I recently picked from the notes that I was given to teach about the gift of knowledge. Although I didn't make it, but we were talking about the gift of knowledge. And when, and, when, and when the man of God was presenting it, he said, if you're going to operate in the gift of knowledge, then you, have, you get to get so much knowledge from the Lord. You can get it through dreams. You can get it through prophecies. You can, get, so you can look at someone and the Lord reveals, things, reveals, reveals to you things about them. Then you're operating in the gift of knowledge. However, you, you, are not, you, you don't really understand everything, but you have knowledge. You, you're operating in the gift of knowledge. People might look at you and say, oh, that man is so gifted in the prophetic. He told us this, he told us this. But really, you, you, you don't really know it all. Because there is only one person that is all-knowing, and his name is Jesus. He's God. He's the one that is all-knowing. So... We can get to know a little about the glory, although we can't comprehend it. However, my ability not to, not to fully, my ability or my, my, inability, to, to, my inability to understand the, the, the word glory should not stop me from looking and going after God. However, it should create a hunger within me. It should create a hunger within me to go running, to go running and to go running after God and understand, Lord, what is your glory? What does it say? So when it comes to the glory of God, I'll use this other example. It's like holding a, it's, it's like holding a glass of drink to drink from the ocean. You drink from the ocean or a lake and you're holding a glass. 
Your intention is to be able to drink, you know, you want to drink and fill up, but then you, you cannot finish it. Yeah? You cannot finish the water. You don't know how deep the ocean is or the lake is. You can't even see where it ends. But during that time, you are drinking the water from there. That's, that's, like, that's kind of like how God is. So is the glory of God. When I looked up different versions or in the dictionaries, instead of finding one plain text to explain what the glory is, I found very heavy vocabulary. Different vocabulary. For example, you'll ask, you, you, you say, the glory of God. They say, it's his majesty. It's his holiness. It's his honor. And then, then after that year, there are so many years. It's, it's his radiance. It's his beauty. It's, it's his authority. And this is all attaining to glory. But then having realized its honor, authority, and everything, I need to go and find out what is authority. What is majesty? What is honor? And as I'm looking for the word honor, I might find them using another complicated word to, to explain the word honor. And then I have to go, into, to go deeper into that word to try to find. So, so that's, how it, that's how it is with the glory of God. It is so many things, and yet it is there, but it's not there. But at the end of it all, he says, this thing, whatever it is, I, I will not share it with anyone. And he says, we were created to give him that thing. And it's called the glory of God. Amen? So I'll try to shed more light to it. I said all this to say that there is not, there is not a word fit enough to describe his glory. Because it's not meant to be put in wording, but only meant to be experienced. We cannot teach it enough. You have to first get to a place where you have an encounter with God. And then you realize, oh, this is the glory of God. You know, this is something like when I saw my sister an hour away from dying. And all of a sudden... The power of God ministered to her, and she got up. You know, she had been complaining, crying, and she got up and she was jumping, and she was singing, leading us in praise and worship without, you know, without skin on her face. And by the way, when it was time for God to, for God to put her together, if you met her today, she doesn't have any scar. You can't tell that, she, that at one time she had an accident. No, like the skin is proper. It's, it's properly put together, and I mean that. So when I have that here, yeah, I can say that is the glory of God. I can point and say that is, one, that, that is one way I can describe the glory of God. He's glorious. Amen? There's a guy called John Piper. John Piper, I don't know if you know him. John Piper is a, he's a very famous preacher. He's a, he, he's a, he's a what, what, what's this denomination where Graham was coming from, uh, Billy Graham? Yes, he's a Baptist preacher, Johnny, John Piper. John Piper is, a, is, is, is very famous for his book. He wrote a book called Desiring God. Desiring God. And, and, and in, 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 his, uh, in his attempt to tell us about the glory of God, he said, God is most glorified when God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. 
The more you are satisfied, the more you get God, the more you enjoy him. That gives him glory. That is when he's, that is when he's, he, you know, he, he just doesn't call us, he just doesn't call us to make us, to make us bitter and, and angry and walk around crying all the time and what. No, no. He said when everything is good, when you pray and you get answers and you're having a nice summer day and your finances are good and everything is okay, that is when God is most glorified because then you are satisfied. When all the world is going crazy but you still have peace, and, and, you know, and the worst has happened and you still have peace and you say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. That is when God is most glorified. Amen. He says that, that is the place. So he tried to put, he, they asked him, what is the glory of God? And he tried to also put it in his own word. He said, he said uh, this is what he said. He said he believed that the glory of God meant going public. Going public. Going public of his infinite worth. He has his, his worth so much, and then he doesn't keep it to himself, he goes public. For example, we talk about revival. We talk about revival. They say during the times of revival, when revival was at its peak, and revival is coming back, yeah, they were playing gospel music on buses, in taxis. You get... People would go and pass, and, 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 and people would go in places, and people would come out of bars crying, crying because they, because they needed, they realized they needed God. You, you, you know, bars, bars, or, bars or discords were turned into churches. During that time, yeah, there was so much that was happening. Signs and wonders were happening. So the glory of God was very manifest. It was public. It, it wasn't hidden. People knew where the churches were. We, people knew where churches were. People knew who were the men of God were. If they had to go to place, you know, to places of influence, they would recognize them. A man of God has come. Because why? Because he shared. Because he carried the glory of God. Now, I want to make something very clear. Yes, I want to make something very clear. God says, I will not share my glory with anyone. Just, just now, and, and I'm glad I'm preaching a bit late. I got to learn, I was asking God, God, if you say you will not share your glory with anyone, what, what happens when, when miracles and signs and wonders and you anoint people and someone walks in and there is something about him. You get, we speak about Smith Wigglesworth. He was raising the dead. Does, you, you know, what was he using? Yes, the glory of God was upon him. He was sharing in the glory of God. There is a difference between sharing, sharing in, the, in something, sharing in the glory, and there is something about sharing the glory. They are, they, are, they, are two, they are two different things. Let me say, if, if I come to this church here, if I come to this church and we have praise and worship and we, are, we partake of the word, I have come to this church, we, we, I, have, I have partaken of what is in this church, but I have not taken away the church. So that's how God is. We go to him, we share him, he gives us all this, but it doesn't take away from who he is. The problem that, that many Christians have, 
They want, to, they want to take the place of God. When you want to take the place of God, when you want to feel like you are, you know, yeah, you are the man of God, you're, you're, you're all in that, that, that you know, you, you cross boundaries where you want to take the glory. And that's, that's where the devil, that's where the devil found problems. He wanted to, to, he wanted to share God's glory. Yet God had allowed him to share in the glory. He'd given him, he had given him all this beauty. He'd given him talent. So he was, share, he, he was good to look at because he used to go in the presence of God. So he, there was something beautiful about him because he, he contained the glory of God. But then he tried to own the glory of God. No, you can't share in the glory. You cannot take the glory. Amen? Let's continue. He said it is going public with, with the infinite, with, with, with God's infinite worth. It's uh, the, infin, the, the infinite intrinsic worth of God. I don't know what that means. But he says it's the public display of the infinite beauty and worth of God. So every time they use infinite, it means it's unending. It is unending in everywhere. In everywhere. For example, in Isaiah chapter 6, we see these creatures, they are called seraphims, which, which are blessed. These are the guys that were crying, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. We see them. They are creatures, we don't really know what to call them because they have six wings. When we think about angels, angels have two wings. These ones have six wings. And then they are, they are in the presence of God. So you don't know what, whether to call them angels the, some Bible calls them creatures. You don't know what they are. So for the sake of resting, you, you, you know, for the sake of not arguing, we just call them angels. Let's just call them angels. But they are creatures. So Isaiah, Isaiah in chapter 6, say, he, he sees these seraphims, which are placed in the category of angels. So, and, these, and these, now these angels, they cry out, holy, holy. Is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. They are singing, you are holy, holy. Are you Lord God Almighty? They keep singing and they sing and they sing. And then they say, the whole earth is filled with his glory. The guy said, isn't it confusing? If, if they said, you are holy, you are holy, and you are holy, they would say the whole earth is filled with your holiness. But then they come again and say the whole earth is filled with your glory. That means when they say one holiness, and they say the other holiness, these two holinesses are different. They are seeing, they are seeing two different things. And then when they, see another, when they say another different holy, that means they have seen another thing. So they don't know, they don't know what to put it in words, but... To sum it all up, they say the whole earth is filled with your glory. Amen? To put it in my own words, it's very likely that they see a mixture of a variety of things. God is so beautiful. Yes? They look and they see, and they're like, God, you are so beautiful. And then they look. They say, God, you are so powerful. Then they say, oh, you're holy. 
Then they look again and they see, God, you're so majestic. So for that they say, you are holy. Then they look and they say, God, you're so gracious. Then they say, Lord, you're holy. So, it, so, so it's too much for them. And then they say, now, now you are filled with glory. You're filled with glory. There is no words to describe. That's how they term it. That, that's how they try to term it. And then, you know, and, 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 uh, and, 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 then, and then as they continue, they also see. They say, good, you're so jealous. You cannot share this stuff with anyone, you know. And they say, again, you're holy. So it continues. Day and night, night and day, let incense arise. Day and night, night and day, let incense arise. You are worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. For from you are all things. And to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Our God deserves the glory. He deserves all of it. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. And these guys, these seraphims, they get to see that. And as they see that, they realize that the closer they get to this brilliance, they see, they say the, the, the glory of the Lord is now radiating so much, it could consume them. So what do they do? They get two wings because they have, they have six wings. They get two wings and they cover their faces because they could be destroyed. But then they realize they cannot cover their faces because if they cover their faces, they need to be able to see because whatever is, whatever is energizing them and giving them life is coming out from this, this, this God that is majestic, that is so powerful. So with two wings, they say they fly and with two wings, they cover their faces. They don't know what they use the other two wings for, but they have six wings. So they have to cover because the glory of the Lord could do what could, could, could consume them. And yet it is the one that gives them life. So day and night they sing. Day and night they worship. And the more they worship, the more they, the, the, the more, the, you know, the more they get strength. The more, the, the, the more they are satisfied. That is the glory of God. So this Isaiah is the man of God. He's a prophet on earth. Remember him, he's not what? He's not up. He has gotten the privilege of being able to look to get a glimpse of what is happening before the presence of God. And the angels are singing. And one of the things that confuses him, they say the whole earth is filled with your glory. And Isaiah looks and says, you guys are joking. He says, me, I live on earth. You, you live in the presence of God where the glory is. He says, how can it be? For example, if, it was in, if he was in this day and age, he would be like, you are joking. Us, we are facing the coronavirus here on earth. How do you say that the whole earth is filled with, with, with the glory of the Lord? He said Putin, Putin just started bombing Ukraine and is still bombing it. And you're saying that, that the whole earth is filled with the glory of God? The Americans are in uproar and they don't know, they have not decided whether abortion is legal or illegal. 
The judges just said something, and a lot of things are happening, are happening. And Isaiah said, as if that is not enough, me, I know I'm a sinful man. Remember, he's the man of God. He's the prophet. Yes. But when you come before the glory of God, the glory of God will, it will expose you. It will expose your sin. It will show you that you are not all that. So Isaiah, the man of God that has been reading the scriptures and everything, he's humbled and put in a place. And then he's like, hey, how can these guys say that the whole earth is filled with the glory of God? Me, I live on earth. I know the sin that is happening here. And he's like, as if that is not enough. He says, even my neighbors are sinful. Because now he says, woe unto me. I am a man, I am a, I, I am a man of unclean lips. I live amongst the people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the Lord. Now, Isaiah, as a descendant of, a descendant of Abraham, had, been, had probably been reading the book of, of Exodus, where Moses had encountered God. Where Moses had encountered God, and, and, and God told him, take off your shoes. Pastor, pastor was reading, and he put it in context. Every time God, God would tell these people, take off your shoe, because the place where you're standing is holy ground. And then Moses goes on to say, show me your glory. And God says, I cannot show you my glory because no man can see me and live. Now, Isaiah, Isaiah has realized. Isaiah's eyes have seen the Lord. He knows he's sinful. He knows his neighbors are sinful. He knows the sinful minds that go, that go on in his mind. And now he knows what is next for him. He knows he's about to be struck dead. That's what he says. He says, woe unto me. I am a man of unclean lips. I live amongst people of unclean lips, yet my, yet my eyes have seen the Lord. So what is next for me? God is going to strike me dead. And he was supposed to be struck dead. So God is so good. Uh, a way is devised by these seraphims to make sure that Isaiah doesn't get in trouble because of what he just saw. The Bible says, the Bible says, uh, the Bible says one of the angels carries, carries, carries a live call from the throne of God and puts it on his lips and he says, your iniquities have been washed away. And then he also, he, I think he goes on to here, he says, who will go for us? And he says, here I am, God, send me. Uh, so, when we, get, when we get to see the glory of God, something happens. All our, all our iniquities, all our sins are washed away. That is one of the things that happened with what? With Isaiah during that time. So, I've been just talking about Isaiah. Now, Isaiah told the angels... You don't know what is happening. We have so much sin that is happening here. But the angels, I am thinking during that time, while the angels were hiding themselves away from being consumed by the glory of God, they looked at the earth because they are now trying to hide away. And they look at the earth, and the earth is radiating with the glory of God. Now Isaiah is looking from this way, but then they are looking from this way. Because they are looking from this where the glory of God is radiating, they cannot see. 
They can't see the sin. They can't see all the things that are happening. Why? Because when God shows up, when his brightness shows up, it is able to wash away. That is why his blood is able to, that's why he's able to die for the, whole, for the whole earth. And he says, whoever believes in me will not perish but have eternal life. So all this sin, when the blood of Jesus comes, it's able to wash it away. Because of the glory of God. So he's seeing things from a different angle, and they are seeing things from a different angle. That's, no, wonder the, no wonder God says, come up here. Because when we go where he is, we shall see things in a different light. But every time we see things from an earthly point, what happens? That's what, no wonder the Bible says, fix your eyes on things above. Because the things above are eternal. But if you fix your eyes on things of earth, these are the ones that are going to do what? They are going to perish. They can't last. Amen. Therefore, so God's glory is the radiance of his holiness. This glory is what God is all about. This is the reason he wakes up each morning, although he doesn't really wake up because the Bible says he never sleeps nor slumbers. It is to see to it that we make his glory known. We give him what is due to his name. This is what God is all about. This glory he will not share with any other person, but we can share in the glory. A pastor friend of mine teaching us about the glory of God and how much God treasures and how much God treasures his glory. He says, God will get all the glory. He will always get all the glory. He says, even if it means getting the whole world, if we all live in rebellion, everyone in this church, all the churches, all the earth, if we decide to rebel, he said he will send us to hell. And he will go and sit on his throne and cross, and cross his legs and put his feet on us. Because the Bible says heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool, and all the glory will go back to him. And no one can say anything about it. That is how majestic, that is how powerful, that is how big God is. That is how big God is. There are some people, some men of God that have shared in this glory. For example, I read William Branham before he, before, before he lost it. He said God had given him an angel. An angel would go with him everywhere. Everywhere. The Lord had allowed him to share in the glory. Something happened along the way. And I think... And now we have the Branhamites. They, they believe in things that don't even really exist. Why? Because somewhere along the way, they got to see the glory. They mistook the glory. They mishandled the glory. And, and you know, but in the end, God has to get all the glory. So, in, uh, in, in, the, in this glory of God, and let me prepare to finish, he says, God has made everything for his purpose. That is, God has made everything for his glory, even the wicked for destruction. 
even the wicked for destruction. That's what the Bible says, those are not my words. Which brings me to the point to, for, for us to make a very clear distinction between, there is a difference between a sinner, a sinner and a wicked man. The two are very different. God, God died and his blood washes away our sins. So there is a wicked man and then there is a sinful man. And he, you know he died because of our sin. So he says a sinner is someone who finds himself with a nature that can and does wrong. You, you might be struggling with something. It might be a habit. But you, you, sometimes, you, you know, sometimes you might go and cry and you have done things that you don't know. That is a sinner. And we have, we have these problems. And, and, uh, and God died to set us free from this sin. But... God, the Bible says God hates the wicked, and the wicked is going to send into destruction. So who are the wicked? In Proverbs chapter 4 verse 16 says, A wicked man is, the, is, is one who will not sleep unless they have done mischief. Hmm? Their sleep is taken away unless they see that someone falls. So we might be struggling with things here. But we need to figure out where do we fall in the category? Are we? Do you fall in the in, in, in the category of a wicked man or of a sinner? If you find that your actions are always causing others to fall, try, you know, stumble, 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 you are crossing the line. You are not your sin is if your sin is causing others to sin, God is going to put you in the category of a what? Of the wicked. And he says he hates. Then you become an enemy of God. Witches are wicked. You get witches are wicked. But yeah, however, we need to, we need to also know that the Bible says to all the living there is hope. If we if witches repent, God will they, they will receive the salvation of the Lord. So, and I'm finishing. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter twenty-five, verse two. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the honor of kings to search out such a matter. This glory that I've been talking about, God says he takes, you know, he takes big glory or he takes pride in concealing. But when kings search out these matters and get to know, he says they get honor. Now, this is what the King James Version says. But the New King James says it is the glory of God to conceal a matter. It is the glory of kings to search out, to search out a matter. So the two are very different. I mean, how can kings get the glory and how can God get the glory? So the, the King James says the only glory kings can get is they get honor. Because they get wisdom and they get all these things, they get honor, but they can't get the glory that the other one, that the other one means. Isn't it? Uh, okay. Uh, so the reason we don't search out matters, the reason we don't look into the things of God and go eat and, and go into, you know, and the Bible says there is no one who searches, no one who understands. The reason, the reason most of us Christians don't go in because we have not taken places to be kings. We are supposed to be kings. Pastor was saying that we are going to rule and reign with him. How are you? It, kings are the ones who rule. Kings reign. 
you get. So that means that if you are not searching out a matter and you don't have it, there is something that you don't know about yourself. Where am I getting that from? When we read, are we, are we supposed to be kings? Priests and kings. That's what the Bible says. So how are we going to rule and reign with him? That's why, that's why he, you, you know, there are some things about kings. Kings have authority. When Jesus was going, he says, all authorities, I have given you authority over. That is something fit for a king. Authority is given for a king. Riches, kings are rich, wealthy. He says, he, he, he said, he who was rich became poor so that you might be rich. So you find that when he does all these things, now this was me searching out matters, you find that you know what, yeah? I'm actually a king. Tell your neighbor and salute them with royalty. Eh? Salute them as kings and queens. The Bible says you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. If you are not royalty, how can the Bible say that you are you, your royalty? A royal priesthood. Unless he's telling you that you are a king. You get, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find uh, this verse in Revelation. It says, Revelation chapter, Revelation chapter 1. This is, where, this, is, this is how we know. This is when we take our rightful place as kings and, and priests. Revelation, it says, and he says, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth. First of all, princes are supposed to be sons to the kings. But now Jesus Christ, it is the other way around. Him is the prince of what? The prince of kings. How glorious is that? He, he changes it the other way around. He's, it, would say, it, would, it would make much more sense to be like, he's the king of all princes. But then he said, no, he is the prince of the kings of the what? Of the earth. Let's go on and say, and unto him that loved us, this Jesus Christ loved us, and washed us from our sins with his blood. That is how he washed us from what? From our sins. And verse 6 goes on to say, and has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be all glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. One of the things that happened when, God, when Jesus Christ got, got our, us our salvation, he purchased for us rulership and made us priests and kings. Amen. So it is, the, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of men or the honor of men to search out these matters. And this is what we are. He says, uh, 2 Timothy, and I'm finishing. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8 says, Henceforth there is laid up, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only me, but also to all those 
who have loved his appearing. So, to show us that we are kings, Paul says, there is a crown of glory waiting. And Jesus Christ is going to give, to give it to him. He's not only going to give it to him, but for everyone that has done what? That has accepted. So we are going to share in his glory. You are talking about reigning with him. And then, after we get those crowns and we meet with him, we will realize, you get, we will realize that all the glory belongs to him. So we shall take off our crowns and lay, to, and lay them at his feet and be like, we cannot take any glory because it all belongs to you anyway. We give it back to him. And when we take that position, then we share in the glory of God. We don't take the glory of God. And he loves us so much. He died for us to show us, to make us kings and priests. And he's given us dominion, authority. He has given us grace. He has given us all things that we need to live a good life and a godly life. And he called us to dominate. If we were not kings, why would he create Adam and said, and said, you know, fill the earth and have dominion over it. That's the place Adam was supposed to take. He was supposed to rule. And that is our rightful place. Amen. I mind to call for, mind to call for, if you, if you know you have never received Jesus Christ, I mind to give you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a, an opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ. But, uh, and I'm finishing within the next four minutes, but I, I, I cannot talk about the glory of God without sharing my experience. When I, when I, real, when, when I came, when I came and, and saw a bit of what the glory of the Lord is, I was in Bible school and I was believing in a doctrine that is otherwise from this. And uh, they were, it's, it's called the Jesus only, Jesus only doctrine. And I was searching God, seeking him. I had come from a, from a Trinitarian background. And it, it, I, you know, I was confused. I was like, Lord, you need to tell me wh what is what? Wh 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 why are these people saying this? And why are these people saying this? And one night I had an encounter. I was at that Bible school in Scotland. And I was standing outside. And it was a vision because it was not a dream. It was more than a dream. I saw a very bright light coming from the sky. It came from the sky and it just came over me. But this light was coming from a torch. But it was so bright. It was like a, like a torch, like, like it was here, but I could see that it was coming from here, but it was so bright. So it came and it, and it went and it went all over me and then i had to to hide my face so i hid my face because it was so bright and then i saw another light coming another bright light just like this one also came and and also was also ab above me so I, I hid my face it's like i could see everything about me but then i had to hide my face and as i was hiding my face a big hand picked me and put me in a palm. I, I knew what was happening then. Put me in the palm and I was there in the palm of God. 
and like every part, every part of my body was in pieces. I, I, could, feel, I could feel myself, everything was in pieces. And the Lord told me, the light that came from the torch is Jesus. The light that came from this way is the Father. It is all God. But how I was feeling, like all my body was in pieces, and he said, that's the Holy Spirit. That is the Holy Spirit. And the, ex and the experience was so real. I woke up and cried for one hour because I could still feel the presence. How I got out of that, I decided to try to look into the, uh, into the eyes of this, of this thing or this person that was carrying me. And then I got, I got out of the dream. I cried for one hour. I asked my roommate, I'm sorry I cried. He said, I didn't hear you crying a single time. But that is, you know, that is one, that's, that's, the only, that's one of the experiences I have known about the glory of God. In whatever we do, let's do it for the glory of God. That is all I can say about the glory of God. When you go and, 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 and just, just, just go and, and always give God the glory, always give God the glory, you know, and just know who you are in Christ. We are priests and kings because he washed us with his own blood. Amen? Father, we thank you and we worship you so much for who you are. We give you all the glory and all the honor. Lord, even as you're teaching us, Lord, I pray that these words will, 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 come, will come alive into someone's life, Lord that we shall start to be able to experience you on a whole new level, that revival would break out and your glory would be made manifest all over the earth. We give you all the glory and all the honor because you deserve it. You are God and that is your nature. In Jesus' mighty name we ask and pray. Amen. God bless you so much. Amen. Amen. If anyone needs prayer, if anyone needs prayer, you need healing, you need ministry, come, there will be a group of, the ministry team will be up front and they are willing to pray with you. You can switch this off, please, my brother.